This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Look right down any crowded hall. You'll see there's a beauty standing. Is she really everywhere or a reflection? One always calls out to you. The other's shy and quiet. Could there be two different girls who look the same at Sweet Valley, Sweet Valley High? Sweet Valley, Sweet Valley High? Welcome to Pi Beta Alpha, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of the Sweet Valley High TV program, episode by episode. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And this is episode three, Skin and Bone. What? (laughs) It's got skin. We hope it doesn't have bone. Oh God, maybe that's the bone they made. (laughs) Oh God, we were literally, before we started recording, pondering the meaning of this weird title. And let's hope we haven't just figured it out. Oh God, yeah. All will become clear eventually as to why we've jumped to this conclusion. But uh, yeah, there we go. Yes, there is a lot of dodgy stuff going on in this. Oh, uh, boy. Both in the drama and in the making of this program. Like yeah. the, the makers. Yeah, are some choices were made. <laughs> choices were made that should not have been made. Very much so. We begin at something called the graffiti wall, uh, which, as will become clear over the course of the show, is uh, basically a notice board in the school where the kids are allowed to put up whatever they want. I will say, though, I think once we actually get a proper look at this graffiti wall, we could actually forgive the production designers for the um, announcements <laughs> in the last episode. Because I did notice that on this wall, uh, where it said like Equality Now was written somewhere and wow. No Justice, No Peace was written on it as well. What? Yeah. Fair fuck, sweet valiance. Didn't see that coming. Right? Like, seriously, was blindsided by that, but delighted to see it at the same time. So it's like, all right, cool. Let's, okay. let's do this thing, lads. They're not all terrible in that school, clearly. There you go. Yeah, it was probably Patty, because I mean, yeah. who else? Or, well, do you know who we haven't seen? Olivia. Oh, that's very true, actually. I wonder if she's actually going to turn up. It's kind of interesting to see who made the cut and who, who gets left out. I'm kind of surprised they didn't bring Olivia in, um, because, you know, it's sort of a like an archetypical character, the like bohemian free spirit. Mm, kind of hippie. Yeah, had some fun with her. Mm. Um, so yeah, maybe she will show up eventually because they're very much cutting down to a, a core crew. And poor old Amy and Kara are out the window. Well, Ned and Alice too. Well, look, yeah, a lot of people did not make the cut that you would have thought may have done. <laughs> and this is another episode in which Ned and Alice's, well, uh, we've seen the way they've carried on in recent books in the main series of books, but uh, you'd like to think that their some sort of parental responsibility would have kicked in given what happens to Jessica in this book. Yeah, but they're, I think they, they literally do not turn up in this entire series in any of the seasons I don't think like they just for some reason decided to write out the parents all together I mean it's, a, it's an interesting choice for a team it's, I mean it makes no sense but it's the direction they have gone in well back at the graffiti wall Jessica and Patty and Lila because poor old Patty's been absorbed into their orbit <laughs> are highly amused by a ridiculous picture of Chrome Dough with a hilarious caption 
And Lila apparently thinks it's one of Winston's best jokes yet, which doesn't really say much for the rest. Sure doesn't. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and then someone <laughs> catches their eye. It's walking down the corridor. Who could it be, oh, Karen? God. Well, apparently it's famed local artist Dakota Dancer. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, Dakota Dancer. I mean, we check the credits. That is, Dancer is the like, as in, he's dancing around, except Mm -hmm. he isn't. Uh, Yeah, he's uh, allegedly so hot, we're told. This is a lie. I mean, unless they mean literally, because he's wearing this massive fucking overcoat (laughs) for some reason, and it's like, what are you doing? And then these awful sort of dad jeans. He looks like he's going to, like, commit some sort of mass murder. Yes, he does. I had the same thought. It's like, there's there's something untoward going on here immediately. Yeah. Like, this is not a man to be trusted. And he has terrible hair. He's got a sort of a long curtain cut. Um, it's a terrible cut, but, but it's, it's very shiny hair. Oh, His hair is true. very shiny, but yeah, it doesn't suit him at all. It looks terrible, but the hair is very shiny. Yeah. And I was, I was a little bit jealous of how shiny it was. <laughs> I thought it had kind of wig vibes, but I don't know. It could be, <laughs> Maybe. It'd be a bit harsh on him. And uh, who could be by his side wearing a very authentically 90, 90s long stretchy dress and runners? It's, it's the most authentically 90s gal of them all. It's Enid. <gasps> it is. <laughs> and of course, Jess can't understand what she's do- what Dakota Dancer is doing with her. And Lila reveals that she's his new model. Yeah, for for some reason, I don't know. Like he's gonna he's gonna paint Enid. Hmm. Um but like I don't understand, <laughs> first of all, what he's doing in this school. Is he his Why student? I have no idea. It doesn't sound like it because they keep saying he's like local artist and all this and he seems to have like his own studio in the school. (laughs) school. None of it makes any sense at all. Like, I really don't know what's going on here. No, it's baffling. Like, and he could be young enough to be in school. I mean, by which I mean, he He, could be about 20, which means he's young enough to be cast as a school. as As a student. Yeah, but he doesn't appear to be a student and he's not a teacher. They just keep saying he's like this hot new artist. Yeah. And so what's he doing hanging around fucking high school, yeah. please? <laughs> well, I mean, many questions we could ask about that. And Lila says that uh, Enid is his, uh, Dakota's inspiration. Jessica says, cruelly, she's got the spirit of a sponge. Mm. Harsh. Very, but, but also in keeping with Jessica, in fairness. Very true. She says that Dakota can do better and she knows how. And then she goes, give me a J, give me an E, which I quite like. I even better was Patty going, give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> what we're all thinking, Patty, thank you. <laughs> uh, well, Lila says, apparently, this is this is a convoluted sort of schedule going on here. So L- Dakota's painting has to be finished by Friday's art show. But there's also, as we will find out, an unveiling before the art show, which is a bit odd. Oh, yeah. And then, for some reason, it's going on a national tour. Like, seriously, like, none of this makes any sense. So it's like, if we start pulling at threads, this whole jumper is just going to come completely unraveled. Oh, my God. Yeah, let's not think about it too much. Well, Jessica's enraged by this because she figures this means that Enid will be famous. And she doesn't like that. 
No, she does her um, her evil smirk. And uh, I think it was Lisa Toon pointed out on, <gasps> on uh, Instagram that like Jessica literally yes. has like an evil smirk musical cue. And she it's does. amazing. And, and like bang on the money, Lisa, because she 100% does. And it is purely like the evil Jessica theme. It's Yeah, so good. <laughs> I noticed it kicking in. I thought, oh, she was right. She was on the money. Yeah. Cut to Liz and Todd. Liz is wearing a very, very authentic sort of skinny rib top under a flowery dress. And Todd is actually wearing a check shirt over a teenage, over a t-shirt, like a normal teen. Mm. And then they're getting it on. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Liz pulls away, because Winston, who's now our problematic fave in this episode. Oh, Winston, he's just, he's let us down. He was doing so well in those first two episodes and we were fully team Winston and then he blew it all to hell. <laughs> first of all, in this scene, he's perving over them, taking photos practically like um, over Todd's shoulder and says that they'll be for sale later. Yeah, pretty creepy. Mm. Um, but I suppose the whole thing with Winston and his camera, they're really like, this, you know, fine, establish it. But like, you don't have to be so weird about it. Because yeah. uh, I guess, yeah, the photo of Chrome Dome was taken by Winston, the one mm. that's up on the wall. And uh, yeah, he's he's running around just taking pictures of people and kind of pissing them off is kind of what he's up to from most of this episode. Yes, uh, really, Winston, you can do better. Mm. We cut to the graffiti wall, uh, where Bruce and his sniggering sidekick, Manny, are yucking it up over the picture of Mr. Cooper and joking about him waxing his chrome dome, uh, when who should appear beside them but Mr. Cooper? And there's the old, he's behind me, isn't he, joke from Manny. Uh, by the way, the actor who plays Bruce looks like he's genuinely cracking up in this scene, which is quite funny. <laughs> he does a bit. He's back in his cricket whites again, oh, I yeah, he is <laughs> Fishing cricket whites. <laughs> it's his look. That with the sunglasses tucked in at the front. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's a, been it's established as his uniform now at this stage. <laughs> Maybe he plays cricket in this universe. Who knows? <laughs> well, Chrome Dome takes down the, the photo, but then Winston appears and says, look, he thought that they could put anything they want on the wall. And Mr. Cooper says that they can't put personal attacks. And Liz takes up the baton and says, what about personal expression? You know, what's happened to that? And Mr. Cooper says, well, personal expression is still here, but the picture isn't. So Liz sees this as an attack on free speech. Her journalistic integrity simply will not stand for this. For this removal of the photo with a ridiculous caption. (laughs) So yes, she's a woman on a mission. Yes. We cut to the art studio, I guess. Again, this seems like it's his studio or something. Like, it doesn't seem like it's like the school's art room or anything. I truly do not know what's going on here. But yeah, there's Dakota. Anyway, hard at work, fucking splashing black paint onto a cat. Just a single line. It's the worst looking piece of shit. While looking very constipated. Very, yes. And there's this terrible sort of fake, like, alternative work. Which is clearly, they didn't have a music budget to license actual music of the time. So they got some sort of cover band or one of the staff to do kind of songs that sound a little bit like Soundgarden. That's it. It's like, sound a bit like something. Yes. (laughs) So Jessica comes in in full seduction mode, turns off the music, good, and says she heard he was looking for a new model. Oh, like she's fully up to Jessica porno music seduction mode again. And Dakota gives her no encouragement. Oh, no, he doesn't even look at her, I don't think, for this entire exchange. Yeah. Uh, He says the position's filled and she's like, ooh, I love creative men. By the way, she says creative men are so creative. (laughs) Like, is this this meant to be a double entendre? Like, unlike you, Jessica, because what was that like? (laughs) 
Because <laughs> wasn't it in the last episode, she was like, creative men really turn me on. <laughs> Like, oh, that was too much. Okay, I'll just, okay, I'll, I'll, work, I'll work it back. It's yeah, fine. Yeah. <laughs> They're creative. So he says, oh, do you really want to work with me? And she's like, more than anything in the world. So he just hands her a load of dirty brushes to clean and good enough for her. Yeah, true. <laughs> but Enid comes in and Dakota Dancer is, sorry, I can't say it. No, truly. <laughs> uh, he, he's not much nicer to her. No, he's he's really rude and weird. Yeah. <laughs> Again, doesn't really look at her when she's talking to him. And like she compliments his like nonsense canvas with like a stripe on it. And uh, you know, Enid, I don't know, she, well, she probably fancies him because Enid, she loves the lads like oh, we she does. About her. <laughs> um but yeah, he's just all like uninterested and whatever, even though apparently she's his muse or yeah. something. So yeah, he says that they're to meet tomorrow at the beach. Isn't yeah. that it? At he noon. just goes, tomorrow. Noon. Noon. Yes, comfortable. Oh, yeah, he tells her to wear comfortable clothes. Yeah, yeah that's it. So happy little Enid goes off. By the way, Jess has told her that she's Dakota's new personal assistant because I guess he's got staff now. Sure. <laughs> so uh, when Enid leaves, Jess puts her scheming face on and we get her little theme tune. Proper little jingle again. Yeah. So good. I'm so glad that Lisa pointed that out because <laughs> now I just see it all the time. I know. I do love uh, noticing it crop up. So later, Paul Enid's at the Moon Beach Cafe where Jess suddenly looms over her and says <laughs> that she's glad she found her because she wants to do her a favour. And Enid is initially sensible and doesn't buy it for a second. Oh, like she's not having it at all with Jessica. And she's like, oh, you know, I want to do you a favour. And she's like, yeah, sure you do. Like just is not having her at all. Like, yeah, not impressed. And when Jessica says, look, you can't pose for Dakota, she rightly says, oh, my God, you're so jealous. I know you want to do, you know, you want to pose for him. But um, I... I'm going to do it and uh, screw you. And Jessica stomps off saying, well, don't say I didn't warn you. And of course, Edith just does a total 180. Uh, well, Jessica played it well as well, though, by walking out by saying, you know, mm. don't say I didn't warn you. So I was like, oh, God, all right, fine, about what? Like, and, you know, you'd kind of hope that Edith then just wouldn't believe her. But uh, yeah, she, she falls right into the trap, unfortunately. <laughs> she certainly does, because she goes out and finds Jess in her Jeep. And Jessica tells her that Dakota plans on painting her nude or Oh, natural. And uh, Edith says, look, you're crazy and points out that Dakota, you know, why, if he wants her to pose nude, why would he tell her to uh, wear comfortable clothes? Jessica says it's so she can slip out of them easily. And again, like she, she plays it perfectly. (laughs) So Edith is angry and wants to give Dakota a piece of her mind. But Jessica says she'll tell him because she's more experienced with jerks. True. Yeah, which is also true. But then, of course, Enid is like, oh, I misjudged you. And it's like, no, you didn't. Never. <laughs> dead thank- on the money. <laughs> yeah. Never thank her, Enid. <laughs> ever, ever. So Jessica drives off looking only delighted with herself. We cut to the Oracle office where we see it's got a new masthead. Yeah, actually, I noticed that, that too. Sort of Illuminati. <laughs> It was that, well, the little Illuminati thing was still there, but like the text for the Oracle, like the typeface was a real weak kind of thing, whereas now it's a proper like varsity font kind of good and strong. I was happy to see it too. I did notice that. Well done, Oracle staffers. Well done, Olivia, wherever you are. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. art directing over there in the corner unseen. Todd is impressed by the headline because Liz has written a story that says that Cooper has no principles. (gasps) Yes, apparently him taking down an unflattering photo is a violation of student rights. <laughs> well, Liz doesn't care whether her 
editorial has enraged Chrome Dome. Uh, but Chrome Dome then approaches and uh, Liz is all like, oh, what's it going to do? Shut down the Oracle. And by the way, she's wearing a kind, very, pretty authentic garb. It's like a stripy sort of skinny tight top with a pollen neck and high-waisted Levi's. She's got two little plaits in the front. Oh, and it's, the tiny plaits. Oh, yeah. my God. I was a big fan of tiny plaits. Yeah. Yes. It is very 1994. Fair enough. Very. Yeah. So Liz tells Chrome Dome that students are allowed to post funny pictures on the board. That's meant to be the point. But Chrome Dome says he didn't give them the graffiti wall, you know, for this sort of nonsense. And they need guidance. But Liz doesn't think it's guidance. <gasps> Censorship. <gasps> I mean, she's taking, like, is this the one? Like, there's people in your school who are rightly writing No Justice, No Peace, Liz. If you want a campaign, there's other things you should be talking about. This is the hills you want to die on. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jess has arrived at the alleged be- beach, which is... This cl- is, it's a lake. This is not a beach. It's even got a duck in it. There's a, a cutaway shot of a duck. There are, I actually made a note of that. There are repeated cutaway shots of these fucking ducks. It's so funny. It's like Jessica's walking downhill and it seems to take her ages because they literally cut back to these ducks in the water like two or three times as she's walking down a hill. It's like, okay, we get it. <laughs> Such a weird choice. Like, why didn't you just say lake? That's it, because it's so clearly not a beach. And they keep calling it the beach. And even afterwards, she's like, oh, the beach. And it's like, that wasn't the fucking beach. We can see it. You, there was a tree right next to it. <laughs> Beaches don't have normal trees and ducks. <laughs> Words to live by. Seriously. Well, she tells Dakota that Enid flaked. And he's like, I need a model. And then she unzips oh, her God. dress. Yeah. And she said, basically, we're told later... It's a swimsuit. It looks like a, a brand knickers. It is a string, like a leopard print string bikini. Because yes. like she turns up in this like uh, tight black dress with like a zip kind of all the way up the front. Uh-huh. It's like and it's it's kind of a nice dress. Like she turned up and I was like okay, uh, but yeah. When she's like oh you need a model, she kind of like stands in front of him. And when she zipped it off, I think I actually just went Jesus Christ because <laughs> it was just like oh no, this is bad. <laughs> and the scene in which she poses goes on for a very long time oh way too long and the camera keeps like panning over her body and it's like stop it this character is meant to be 16 like the actress is 18 so she's still quite young so please stop stop panning over her chest and her torso it's creepy and there's multiple shots like shots of her doing different kind of cheesecake poses yeah and they keep doing this weird like stoppy starty kind of music video effect because there's a song playing over this whole bit as well it's really weird but like yeah so it's like she's kind of trying to like she's doing all these poses like it's like it's a photo shoot even though it's yes. fucking painting so <laughs> like again none of this makes any sense at all as usual but like apart from the fact that like she's doing all these poses and then kind of getting annoyed because he keeps shaking his head but like as ridiculous as this is in fairness to her his directions are completely useless because all yeah. he does is like shake his head and go no over there right there and it's like <laughs> what do you want from her well and also the music is going she's always telling lies yeah. she wants to be in colour like a bit on the nose you guys oh it's very <laughs> subtle so yeah eventually she sort of poses in this slightly awkward position and very uncomfortable on that weird lake sand yeah it's not good <laughs> it's probably just like soil oh, and uh, yeah what the fuck kind of painting well I was gonna, my notes say what the fuck kind of painting will this be we find out. We find- <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. 
we cut to the school where Bruce and his cricket jumper is flexing his muscles in front of his locker. I guess he has a mirror in there because otherwise it's very yeah. weird. I know, he's definitely got a mirror. <laughs> and Winston sneaks up and takes a pick and an angry Bruce chases him down the corridor. There's a lot of chasing down these corridors. Mm. It's often Winston being chased as well. <laughs> so far anyway. True. Back at the beach, Jess is exhausted, but she's got her clothes back on. She asks, how does Cindy Crawford do, uh, do this? No, well, that's hard work modelling. Mm. And she wants to see the painting, which Dakota has somehow completed. Like, it's a, that's it, because he's like, well, that's that. And it's like, really, you're, an afternoon has done it, like, and you're, you're, you're happy with this. Are you sure about that? I mean, when you see it. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't look like it was the work of, of weeks of... Of, of, uh, that is true. Careful painting. <sighs> God, that painting, Jesus Christ. Anyway, <laughs> we cut to the mall where Liz is ranting about censorship to Jess and Lila and Patty, who don't really care. And Lila asks if they're going to the art opening because everybody will be there. And Liz says, well, Enid must be, you know, really psyched about it. But Jess is like, oh, I thought you knew. Enid's out. Oh God, yeah. Also, like, it doesn't really make sense that Liz is at the mall with this group. But mm. also for the purposes of the TV show, they're kind of all just this one big gang kind of interchangeably, I suppose. Yeah, so, I guess they kind of have to be, but uh, yeah. it still doesn't ring true. Not really, no. So yeah, they're all kind of, yeah, just like wandering around the mall and, and Jessica's just talking about how, how amazing her uh, her afternoon with Dakota was. Because, um, yeah, the rest, like Patty and Lila are like, oh my God, how was it? And uh, Jessica being Jessica's all like, oh, you know, the beach, not the beach, uh, <laughs> coconut oil, me and Dakota. And it like, makes it all sound really sexy when it was really just her lying awkwardly for mm. at least two or three hours, you'd imagine. <laughs> she claims waves were crashing, not that oh, yeah. lake they weren't. No, they fucking weren't, unless the ducks took off in a hurry. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jess says that uh, the Lila's curly iron hasn't seen this kind of heat and Jessica just shakes her head like her sister doesn't just fucked over her best friend. Yeah, Liz has very little to say about uh, Enid getting screwed out of her painting yeah. like this. No, doesn't say a word to Enid about it either, as far as I can see. True, actually. We cut to the unveiling. So I initially thought that this was the art show, but then it turns out it's not. There's just an unveiling. Oh, yeah, this, this isn't. This also makes no sense. Yeah. And again, it's in this like studio, which appears to be in the school. Yes, I don't know <laughs> what's going on. Well, Liz muses that in a few weeks, people all over the country will see Jess's face, and Todd points out they'll sort of see hers too. <gasps> of course, and it's a painting, you know, mm. would be. Um, and Patty, in a very authentic uh, early mid nineties baseball tee, little ringer <gasps> tee. It's I lovely, and she's so, so pretty. Many of them. Oh, it's such a nice little top on her and she looks yeah. gorgeous as well. I just, it, this was a really nice look on Patty. Yes. Um, the rest of them, Jessica looks like she's off to a job interview because she's wearing oh. this like oh blazer and a purple shirt and kind of has her hair half up. And I'm just like, where are you going? My it's, notes it's, say that she and Lila are both dressed like 50 year olds. <laughs> they really are. Lila also has some kind of Madonna type, like a virgin <laughs> necklace. She's got these long beads with like a crucifix on them. It's like, what's happening here? <laughs> well, Edith isn't there to witness these fashion faux pas because uh, Liz tells um, tells Patty and Todd that, because um, Patty asks where Enid is, Liz says she doesn't know. She just got a weird message from Enid on her answering machine saying that Enid is boycotting Dakota. <gasps> As well, she might. Mm. So Chrome Dome enters and calls for silence and says how great it is that they're availing the latest work by Dakota Dancer. Again, why are they doing this? Who is he? 
Is this why is this a school event? Like, just I don't get it. <laughs> There's a big table full of food. By the way, there is a gif uh, that we have used of some sweet valiants standing before or behind a a table full of sort of party fare, and it is from this scene. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> the whole gang. Yeah. So that's where it comes from. The unveiling of a painting in an art studio. Well, of course. <laughs> well, Dakota says that this is the spirit of Sweet Valley. Christ. And it couldn't have been painted without a woman who gave her all for his vision. And then says, Jessica, this honour belongs to you. And says that she, he's she's captured a side of the human spirit that few have ever seen. Oh yeah, that's what Jessica says, wasn't it? Because she, Jessica says she's going to say a few words and Lila's like, you're absolutely not. <laughs> but when, yeah, it's Jessica then that says, oh, you know, yeah, that you've captured a sight of me that very few have seen, which all becomes creepy and prescient yes. <laughs> very shortly. <laughs> oh, pulls away the curtain and everyone's jaw drops and Winston takes a photo. Damn it, Winston. Bruce <laughs> is only delighted. And Why? Well, because in the painting, she's in the nip. <gasps> Naked as a jaybird. Oh, no. Good Lord. Oh, this is terrible. So gross. And Jessica is understandably really upset. Yeah, everyone's horrified when they see it. Like Bruce starts clapping and so does Manny because Bruce did. Oh, um, yes. But everybody else is just like, yeah, as you say, jaws drop and are just like, what the fuck? And yeah, poor Jess. Like I actually felt really bad for her because this is horrible. Yeah. Well, we cut to the Moon Beach Cafe where Bruce says he's going to start collecting art. And Enid feels, you know, kind of gobsmacked because she can't believe Jessica went along with it after warning Enid about it. Of course. So, yeah, Jessica's kind of sneakiness really backfired on her here because after her saying this to Enid, Enid's like, so why did you go and do that knowing this was going to happen? So obviously Enid doesn't really have much sympathy for her, which is understandable in this case. And her so-called friends, Lila and Patty, say that, you know, she's no shame. She'll do anything for attention. I mean, those things are true. They are true, but also... (laughs) It's shitty that they don't believe yeah. her when she protests her innocence at this. Mm. Yeah, And uh, Jess turns up in a stripy crop top again. Very authentic. And everyone whistles and hoots and Bruce and Manny make creepy remarks. In fairness to Winston, he doesn't say anything gross. He does look he, a bit, he looks uncomfortable. Know, that's right. I was actually watching him in DC and he was like, don't you fucking let me down, you little bollocks. Yeah. <laughs> and he didn't, in fairness. He didn't say a word. So at least that was something. Yeah, he's not like... <laughs> He's sort of more jokey about the the painting, like he doesn't, yeah. you know, turn he's not, on her. He's not overtly predatory and gross about it. No. Yeah. So the others kind of she approaches uh, the others at the at the counter and asks how they could possibly think she'd pose nude, and they're all like, mm. <laughs> "Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they're all just turning away from her." It's actually it's pretty cold. I mean, there's many other things they could have done that for. Like, this isn't the worst thing. She, even if she had posed nude, it really would not be the worst thing she's ever done by a long shot. Very true. And Enid understandably points out, look, you're the one who said he wanted me to pose nude. Um, and then the others remind her of what she said about how hot and steamy it was at the beach with the alleged waves. Mm. And Lila says, you know, you can tell me the truth. And Jess understandably gets upset because... She's like, I am telling you the truth. So it's actually quite upsetting for her. Oh, it is. And doesn't Jess run off crying here? And it's like, that, you know, she's oh. she's in well within her rights to run off crying at this point. She is, yeah. Because Lila says, look, we all know you do anything for Dakota. Just admit it. And mm. it's like, there's no support for her. So, yeah. yeah, she's out there crying in the Jeep. And Liz follows her. And 
Jess says, look, nobody believes me. And this points out, well, after what you told are you surprised? I know, yeah, yeah. Oh, like it is. And I actually felt so bad for Jessica. I think I even wrote it down. I was like, hey, like I was surprised yeah. that I felt bad for I her. I did too. And, but, I, but I did, yeah. And Liz is a good sister and gives her a hug and yeah. asks how she can help. And Jess wants to destroy the painting. Um, and Liz says, look, that's not going to be enough because probably the answering machine is for the messages from creeps looking for dates with either twin. Mm, gross. But she does have a scheme. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, Liz is like, you know, obviously I haven't had a sister like you this long without <laughs> like learning a few things myself. <laughs> um, so yeah, so her plan, she, uh, so yeah, we kind of, it kind of cuts to to Liz coming into Dakota's weird school studio. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. While he's hard at work. And she asks him if this subject will be nude too. And he rudely says he's working. And she sneers that, oh, the great artist needs silence while he thinks of new ways to exploit teenage girls. And like, go Liz. But you could say the same thing about the program you are in. Oh, yeah. Okay. True. (laughs) (laughs) Also true. But also Dakota should go to fucking jail. Oh, God, yes. Extremely creepy that he is. unknowing to his model painted a, a nude portrait of a 16 year old uh, <laughs> like yeah do not pass go do not collect 200 pounds go the fuck to jail <laughs> how did chrome dome not call the police for that seriously because she's still because... rage yes like like it is literally illegal <laughs> yes it absolutely <laughs> is and it was a school event like and chrome dome was just like oh no it's like no no call the fucking cops this man is a pervert <laughs> Well, he remind Liz reminds uh, reminds him that he uh, he he painted her nude even though she was wearing a swimsuit. You know what the fuck was that about? And yeah. he waffles on about the beauty of the human form, clothes, of a material, and uh, he doesn't care what this is doing to Jess's reputation. And that's when we cut to I guess we're in the Castel Wakefield. Yeah, I didn't see any Spanish tiles, but I'm pretty sure it was meant to be the Wakefield House, all right? right. Well, Winston, Todd, Lila and Enid are listening to the conversation, which Liz recorded on a dictaphone. Clever girl, I loved it. And Todd says what another, I can't remember what listener pointed out, that it, Todd says this line in every episode. Can you share this line? Todd, I think does he like slam his fist down on the kitchen island and he's like, I'm going to kill that guy. Because it is his catchphrase, 1000%. It is Todd's catchphrase. And I love how true that is to book Todd. I know. I'm genuinely <laughs> extremely amused that that is TV Todd's catchphrase. Delighted. I think I, in all caps, wrote down, I love it. <laughs> so we have to look out for it in every episode, listeners. Truly. We love a trope. We know, oh, we know that much about ourselves. Certainly do. <laughs> Well, Lila claims she did no doubts at all, which is contradicts exactly what she said the day before. And they all apologise to Jess, so I don't think Enid should. No, that's true, actually. Enid has nothing to apologise for. And Winston hands over his uh, his picks and uh, the negatives of the... Uh, of the painting, yeah. Of the painting that he took. And he sort of jokes, I have no idea how much this hurts. He hands it over. But, like, he does do it. So he do- Yes, that was... And the negatives, so yes. I mean, and he is clearly yeah. joking, so I guess you can... Give True. That. He redeems himself somewhat there. But still, Winston, really. Just I give, mean, keep, yeah. put the camera away. Stop it. <laughs> we cut to Dakota, who's packing up a painting because he can't, and because he's going to the the show the next day, which was this was the first time I realized that the previous event was not the show. 
Yeah, it's like they were unveiling this one painting to then put it in a show mm. the next day. I don't know. Well, yeah. wait till you see the show itself. It's, geez, <laughs> what the hell kind of staging is this? So <laughs> Dakota uh, mentions that his that her sister paid him a visit and she's like, oh, my sister doesn't understand art. Says, if we weren't identical, I wouldn't believe we were related. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, Jessica's really kind of acting cool and like this didn't bother her at all, this whole painting fiasco, mm. this whole <laughs> underage fucking painting <laughs> trickery and uh, illegalness. Yeah. But um, yeah, so she's kind of starts flirting with Dakota, who uh, falls for it, basically. And uh, yeah, she kind of sweet talks him into going back to the beach. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> she's got a picnic basket as well. She might because they're basically in a park. Well, yes, exactly. <laughs> it is like a giant wicker type basket, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But it's like, this is not a beach. Not the beach. You've gone to a park it's so under a beach. tree, yeah. a pine tree. One of those just, famous just, beach pine trees. <laughs> just say it's Second Lake, okay? And then we'll be happy. <laughs> At the, as my notes say, alleged beach. Yeah. <laughs> We're so hung up on this beach, we are not letting it go. <laughs> it's just so pointless. Mm. Um, Jessica's wearing a very unpicnicky outfit. It's very uncomfortable for sitting down on the on the grass on this very, beach. It's like this little pinstripe um top and a waistcoat. Short. It's like a waistcoat top, yeah. And uh, and short. I thought it was a skirt, but it's actually a pair of shorts. Oh, yeah. But it's actually it's a lot like she was wearing pinstripe, like high-waisted pinstripe <gasps> pants in the last episode. And it's like, it's just the rest of the set, maybe, because it kind of went with that. True. Yeah, she's walking a lot of pinstripe. Mm, so maybe she just cut the pants and uh, turned them into shorts. I don't know. She's also wearing sort of translucent <laughs> knee socks and high-heeled, sand- block-heeled sandals. Yeah, she she does go for the the knee socks a good bit actually. It's it's a little bit um a little bit like Cher and Clueless mm, actually in so places. So Clueless, I think we can safely say that's fair. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> but when Dakota she suggests that they have a swim because it's so hot, and when Dakota says he doesn't have a swimsuit, she's like, "We have nothing to hide from each other." The big agent is Dungas says, "Okay," because <laughs> he's fool. Yeah, she, deserves she, uh, everything he's gonna get. Oh, fully, yes. So, like, he starts to take off his big work boots and uh, she's like, oh, I just, I have towels in the car. I'll, I'll see you in there and kind of runs off. So he's uh, he's stripping off in the meantime. <laughs> and when he's finally taken off his entire deeply unflattering outfit, I mean, you know, I'm a fan of the Dungas myself. I've barely been out of mine throughout the lockdown, but <laughs> Dakota is not, it's, it's not a sexy look. <laughs> it's not good, no. Um. And uh, just as he takes off the final garment, Jess calls, hey, Dakota. And what does he see when he turns around? Well, he turns around to find the whole Sweet Valley Scooby gang standing there. <laughs> they sure did. As a group, they all sneaked up. And uh, Winston has his, his trusty camera, of course. So this is his camera payoff, I suppose, that he snaps a photo of, uh, of Dakota. <laughs> all naked. Dakota yeah. hides his modesty with his boots. Yeah, and Jessica says what you know what's the problem we're just capturing the beauty of the human form Uh get him (laughs) and says that if he doesn't take her portrait out of the show the whole school will see him without his boots (laughs) (laughs) so you can see he's he's trying to be defined but you can see he's crushed Mm. we cut to the art show where the artwork is displayed outdoors on what looks like bits of plywood. 
literally a bunch of plywood with like some very mediocre art like stuck to it, <laughs> arranged around a footpath. I don't know what's going on here. It is not very well thought out. Um, yeah, and it's actually, it's also our first look at the painting. Obviously, we didn't get to see it oh when my it was God. a naked Jessica. So uh, he's uh, he's come to a compromise and he painted on the uh, the little <laughs> leopard print bikini. The painting is it's insanely bad it's so it is so shit it doesn't look like her the pose and the proportions are fucking crazy like none of it makes any sense it looks like something somebody did for like their junior search art project i mean you know you have been to art college you're a qualified designer i have a degree in art history like I will n- <laughs> What's your professional and, and yet it defies description. <laughs> Any professional critique for this? Um, yeah, they should have like th- thrown it in the bin or on fire when they had a chance because the fact that this apparently is going on a nationwide tour, um, I do not buy it. <laughs> I am genuinely like I can't imagine they couldn't find some intern on the staff who couldn't do a better like it just it just looks not- like the artwork a teenage boy would do is like I don't go in with boobs <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible oh god yeah it is shoddy Shoddy is too kind, in fact. Yes, it is. Please, <laughs> viewers, watch or listeners, watch this episode and let mm. this, this this painting is worse than you can imagine. <laughs> Just put it Just, yeah, think of the worst type of version of of what's in your head, and then uh, and then go several rungs below that. <laughs> yeah. Well, Winston, ah, oh, Winston, this is easy joke. I mean, he is saying this joke, but he jokes that he prefers the original version. Mm. By the way. Liz is wearing a dress that I would totally have worn. I love it. It's like a sort of a 40s like tea, tea dress with polka dots. Um, if you can imagine that video, the Gwen, that dress Gwen Stefani wore in the Don't Speak video. Oh, yes. Gorgeous. Yeah. It's a bit like a slightly shorter version of that. And I would 100% mm. have worn it then. And uh, yeah, she apologizes to Chrome Dome Cooper, but she has a surprise in store. She, I can't remember what it oh, was. It's, it's, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I'm trying to like. Sorry, for, for, well, I mean, obviously, this terribly exciting ending <laughs> should have stuck in your mind. Yes, he tells her she was right and that they have to use judgment when it comes to censorship, and he overreacted. And he says that he'll find his picture back on the graffiti wall tomorrow. Yes. And then he runs his chrome dome, which is kind of funny and charming. That is actually quite good. Yeah, sorry. That was just such a, it was such a non-story, that whole B-plot that I kind of just forgot to be honest. Understandably (laughs) enough. And uh, yeah, Jessica approaches Dakota and hands over the negatives. This was obviously part of their deal. Yes. He stomps off. And Liz asks how she knows he won't change it back. But Jess has uh, an ace up her sleeve. She does. She has planned for all eventualities and fairness to her. So she uh, she reveals a little roll of film. Yes. So she obviously has uh, some copies made. And uh, he's not going to get away with anything if he tries to pull something. So, yes, good enough for him. Yeah. How many pics did Winston take? Like he's gone through how many rolls of film did he go through? Seriously? Was he like changing them like, like David Bailey on a fashion shoot in the 60s? Just... <laughs> 
firing through the stuff. Even when he handed Jessica the photos of her thing, it was like a stuffed brown envelope. Like that was weighty looking prop that went across the table. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, the twins share a merry laugh. And that was it. For that was it. Yeah. I still don't understand the title, to be honest. It makes uh, no sense. But then again, yeah, there's there's the worrying element of what oh. the bone could actually have been now that we thought about it. Yeah, let's not think about that too much. No. Um, but yeah, I mean, it wasn't even like they took a title of one of the original books and had to sort of twist things around to it. Like they came up with that one out of their, out of their own heads. That's that's all them. Uh, yeah, because even like the first episode was called Dangerous Love, which like, you know, forgetting about the book made a kind of sense just as a title for that episode with Jess kind of being in a bit of danger in the frat house. But like, obviously it had nothing to do with the dangerous love storyline. No. So like they do kind of make the titles work, the ones from the books, like to to just sort of suit the episode this sometimes. But yeah. But this one though was just out of nowhere. And even having seen it, it still doesn't really make any sense. No, doesn't in the slightest. No. Well, I mean, listeners, do you have any thoughts on this issue? Do you have any uh, feelings about, ah, I was actually trying to find the name of the next episode and it started oh. playing. Oh. <laughs> Surprise. Um, yeah, I thought I had the playlist up with all the episode titles and it's the other playlist that doesn't include them. Um, but uh, yeah, whatever the next episode is called, we would love to hear what you think of this one. Do you think Dakota Datzer should be in prison? The answer <laughs> is yes. <laughs> If you disagree, you're incorrect. <laughs> it's true. And by the way, we did love hearing from uh, from our Pi Beta Alpha members. We appreciate every single one of you. We're coming up to a hundred members. I can't believe it. Like I'm, it's it's so exciting actually seeing people signing up and that you're willing to support us is the loveliest thing ever. So yes. thank you so much. We appreciate you guys so much. We really do. And actually, uh, one listener, Lisa Toon, asked what the Debs was because we did mention. I think Jessica having a Debs um, uh, hairdo, oh, the updo, yeah. So uh, yeah, how how do we explain what a Debs is to everybody? I mean, it's. It's like a very unglamorous version of the prom, yes. pretty much, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it just it happens just after you just after you finish secondary school, like before you start hmm. college. Yeah, so it's like yeah, just a big a night out in like a hotel yeah. usually that you'd get your dinner and there'll be like a disco or a DJ or whatever, yeah. and there's usually a good bit of sneaky drinking and underage drinking because yes. there's often teachers at it obviously <laughs> oh, were there te- see ours wasn't officially connected to the school I think the school oh, really? disowned it yeah so it was organised oh, by like <laughs> you bloody troublemakers <laughs> I don't think in most Dublin schools I think there was sort of a tacit thing where it's like the schools weren't going to take responsibility for it in case like oh, wow. okay um, so ours was there was a Debs committee that's all I remember which I had obviously absolutely nothing to do with but it's, How Sweet Valley a committee I love it I know <laughs> um, but yeah it was in the Sands Hotel in Fort Marnock in its nightclub Tamangos where the gang goes oh wow <laughs> I love it <laughs> what was yours like uh, yeah well, it was in the Park Hotel oh. in Dungarvan up the Friary uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah it was, it was great crack <laughs> Did you wear an elaborate Sweet Valley style gown? I wore, I was entering my goth phase. So I wore um, a dress that looked like it belonged to a vampire. (gasps) 
Um, I bought it from a shop in Waterford called Sirens. Um, <laughs> I still have it, in fact, hanging up in my wardrobe. I couldn't bear to part with it <laughs> whenever it kind of seemed like maybe I should just ditch this dress. It's this kind of like velvety kind of like very, yeah, it's like a black velvet dress. There's like a kind of a panel, like a purpley lacy panel. On the front. It's it's very early 2000s goth, I would say. <laughs> well, my Dev's dress was was not entirely ungoth because it was it was empire line Ooh. um and it did have i got it in do you remember was it still there when you moved to dublin do you remember shay she in temple bar it oh was, yes the kind of vintagey yeah place. yeah so yeah. they had a sort of they did like irish designers so it mm. was a black muslin empire line dress with like muslin sleeves with black ribbons that tied around it <laughs> <laughs> lovely <laughs> um, so yeah it wasn't on goth but luckily I don't have any photos of it so there's no evidence uh, that it ever yeah, happened there's, a, there's evidence of mine alright <laughs> <laughs> don't suppose you'll be sharing that in the gram will you unlikely <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well listeners if you have any more questions about the mysteries of um, of Irish life that we may have mentioned do let us know um, because uh, we we always love hear, hearing from you, and uh, yeah, you know that there are as well as your obviously your your episodes like this. Karen has written a few amazing recaps just for you. That's right. There's some uh, yes, exclusive little bits and pieces up on uh, headstuffpodcast.com. So I've done a little recap of uh, Sweet Valley University's completely bonkers <gasps> Kiss of the Vampire. Oh my God. Uh, it's it's even better than you think it's going to be because oh. it just they go to New Orleans. Oh. It gets all Anne Rice at one point. It's basically the plot of Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> Hilariously. Um, and then for Valentine's Day, I put up a little surprise uh, Lila's Secret Valentine oh. recap, which was a Sweet Valley Twins book. So um, that was a bit of crack as well. So yeah, who knows what else will pop up in time. I know. Well, I, it made me want to read a Sweet Valley Twins book, which I never has <gasps> have before. There you go. <laughs> so um, yeah, it's a, it's a delight. It is very funny. Uh, so if you have any, you know, if there's any other suggestions you might have for any little nuggets you might want us to, to look at in the future, always drop us a line because obviously we are happily recapping the TV programme. But, you know, we, we might throw in some specials the way we do on the on the main programme. Indeed. Happy to, to deviate to some other nonsense <laughs> of Sweet Valley. There's plenty of it, let's face it. <laughs> well, I have to say that your book, re, or, sorry, your recap of the vampire book made me really, really wish I knew where all my Sweet Valley University books were because they are not available on Kindle. Oh, and oh, flip. I did have pretty, I had at least like the first, I don't know, 25. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, way past the stage where charismatic uh, sociopath William White had uh, <laughs> been incarcerated in a mental hospital, seduced one of the doctors, <laughs> escaped from the mental hospital and returned to Sweet Valley University to torment Elizabeth. Your usual one of the mill stuff, yeah, so yeah. That was quite far in. So, uh, the classic freshman experience. Exactly. So, I would genuinely, if anybody knows if there's any chance of getting uh, e versions of, of these, um, I would be only too delighted because that your recap reminded me that they reached a 
They reached a whole new level of... A, a new zenith of bonkers <laughs> silliness. <laughs> they really did. Well, speaking of bonkers silliness, we will be back here in two weeks in the Pi Beta Alpha Clubhouse for episode four, whose title is still a mystery to me. Uh, you know, I'm trying to remember from earlier and I think it's like a critical mess. What? Okay, come on. I'm, I'm sorry to do this live Googling, which I something was like, <laughs> shut up. That's it. I'm going to go, just Google list of Sweet Valley episodes. Hmm. <gasps> ah, here we go. Did I remember it right? Where is it? Sweet Valley High. <laughs> TV too. It's fascinating. Uh, Aren't you glad you've paid for this content? <laughs> oh, list of, here we go. There's an actual wiki page that is a list of episodes. You were right. It's critical Boom. mess. Hell yes, vindicated. And Let me go with my memory. <laughs> will, will we give listeners the uh, the episode description, or will we count this as a tagline, a blurb for next week? Oh, interesting. Yeah, we haven't actually done anything like that. Little yeah. synopsis. Yeah, let's look okay, let's let's do synopses at the start of our episodes okay. from now on. <laughs> well, uh, we'll give you a little a little bonus by giving you the synopses for the first two episodes. This is the official lines. So um uh, hi, for episode one, hijinks ensue when Elizabeth and Jessica are both nominated for Homecoming Queen. When Elizabeth wins, there are hard feelings and manipulation is plotted. Liz is not especially <laughs> grateful to Todd for nominating her. Hmm. I mean, Yes, that's accurate. Uh, <laughs> this week's is Jessica poses for famous artist, really? Dakota Dancer, and is horrified when he paints her nude. <gasps> by the way, all these episodes were written by men. Oh, yeah. I guess that's not surprising. Uh, it was the 90s after all. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it really makes all the very long, you know. The creepy music video shots of uh, Jess are even more inappropriate. <laughs> indeed. Well, on that note... <laughs> <laughs> we'll finally end this extremely long episode and we will see you next week when Jessica Wakefield is a critical mess I mean we're assuming it's Jessica so yeah yeah I mean I, I've read the synopsis it is oh, okay. <laughs> confirmed see you then everybody thanks for listening bye This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.